Wanna get lost when we don't chase so first of all, I want to start this uh, this episode off by saying happy birthday to me. Uh, I would like to know what gifts y'all are getting me. Yeah, you know I mean, because because uh, uh, I'm I'm anticipating something real nice from both of y'all. So let's let's start off the show with that. Let's cut the chit chat and get to the real talk immediately. Um. Okay. So in celebration of my Friday streams over on Twitch and a, a certain a certain member of a train that we're gonna not gonna speak about that you're a fan of, I'm gonna get you a Monday Night Raw Rhea Ripley t-shirt Gibbs. How about that? Hey, if you don't if you don't rock with me, you can tell me that. <laughs> like I mean, first she was talking about getting me meatloaf when I come back to Detroit. <laughs> now you about to send me a raw shirt. Like if you hate me as a person, just say that, bro. Just say it with your chest. You know what I mean? You gotta, <laughs> hey, you, you, you are you are a fan of you are a fan of this uh, of this person's appearance, is all I would say. Hey, now 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 Chris, you the money man. <laughs> Where my Maybach at, man? Where, where hey man, I'm cold. I don't know where y'all keep getting where the money, my, man. From at man. least, I'm at cold, least give man. my four PF chain, man. I'm, I feel like I'm four PF now. You, you got. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, Gibbs. I'm not James Harden. So the four wow. PF chain just, just ain't. I, I ain't got that on me, man. You know what I mean? I it, it hurts. It hurts to know that I, I in fact, am too not four PF. You know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> Man, this is a dumb podcast. Ain't nobody ever got no money in here, man. <laughs> but anywho, on a more serious note, man, we got a great show for y'all today. Uh, we we literally had to stop the pre-production meeting because it was getting too heated. Too intense. And y'all might be surprised by what's going to get heated and intense, but we're going to get there later. We got some playoff basketball to talk about. We got some fights to talk about because, you know, these fans, ever since they've been let out, I don't know what, what happened in quarantine, but... They've been having Rocky montages, apparently, because it's it's a whole whole lot of hands on their head. But we're gonna get to that in just a few. We got to talk about the uh, the Nuggets early exit, and we it, this the second round of the playoffs and how it's going so far. My man's Chris is distracted by the Hawks in, in Sixers game right now, so we we got to talk about that as well. And we got to talk about these all NBA teams and Joker winning the MVP. That sounds like a good show to y'all. Sounds yes, good to me. Yes, sir. Excellent. Well, what's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over Axe Crew. We got the master of the mix master, Josh Guyton, in the building. That is I, and I don't blame Prince for being distracted by the game. You just can't tell because my monitor is under my camera, so I'm watching the game, too. Gotcha, gotcha. We got the money man, man, with the plan. Chris Holland in the building. <laughs> right here, right here. And we got the little MC. That is me, Kenton Gibbs, live and direct. Now, fellas, we got to start this thing off. Sons and folks. Now, we're we not going to talk about what happened on the court. We're not going to talk about what happened on the court right now. We have got to talk about what happened up in them stands first, okay? Because Jake Paul Jake Paul said, I might have got beat up by Floyd, but you can't beat me up, random man. I'm joking. That wasn't Jake Paul. That was just a random Suns fan. Now, fellas, if, if your homie getting whooped on like that, and you had a game. It's a, you know, your homie done did something stupid, poured a drink on somebody, throw a sucker punch, and he getting beat up. Are you helping? Are you are um, you helping or how you playing it? In this situation, you got to. Because if you look at the video, old dude was fighting him first and got whooped on. And, oh, and, and his friend's attempt at a sucker punch was trying to help him out. So if you try to help me from getting whooped on and you get whooped too, I got I, you tried to defend my honor, so I got to get your back. But in any other situation, no, because that's just a dumb environment to be fighting. Me helping my homie is not me helping my homies is not worth me getting banned from the Pepsi Center for life. Wait, wait, I, I seen it, I seen it. Paint the picture for me. You saying uh, not the one that got beat up bad? The other mm-hmm. one swung first. They was fighting first. The video started with them two fighting. Oh, I didn't see the full. I only saw the like the snippet. I didn't see yeah. the full video. And the people, the people around them broke it up, and they was walking away. And then as they was walking away, that's when old dude tried to sucker punch him and got caught in the in the. Oh, okay, okay. I did see the whole video. I, did. <laughs> I thought you was. I thought you was talking about the one, the one where he was looking at him when he had man's head down no. and he was whopping upside the head like he was flipping <laughs> pancake. I thought I thought you was talking about the one next to him swung first. I'm like, no, nah, yeah, okay, the, okay. the only I, I got whipped on first. The yeah, second yeah, punch yeah, was yeah. an attempt to try to, you know, redeem. Yeah, to get, get he tried to put him to sleep real quick to see if <laughs> yeah. he could get his honor back. You know, yeah. All right, yeah, all right, absolutely, absolutely. This my this my take on it, dog. Listen, listen, listen. For me, if my homie want to do some dumb stuff like that, like in this day and age, bro, 
it's no point in fighting no more because you don't know what these people are capable of. Like, right. what if that dude sat there and followed you to the car and went to his car and got something to take care of you with? Not saying that it, not saying that you got to fear for your life whenever you get into an altercation outside. But this day and age, you don't know what somebody capable of. And for one, me personally, if my friend do some dumb stuff like that, we trying to enjoy the game just because somebody wearing a different jersey and room for the other team. You go punch somebody, you better be able to bag it up yourself because I'm not about to go get smacked on as some black lady with the with the she had the 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 knotless braid team coming over there. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. You ain't about to have me on TV looking like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You gotta get that butt with me and you gotta take that to the team. It was a one-on-one. I ain't got no problem with him letting his mans get dropped. I, I I'm sorry, I don't. You know what? I was I was about to say, um, if you if oh boy popped a trunk, you're gonna be watching uh, a George Carl coach in the box in the sky till I realized he's still alive. And then I was like, ah, <laughs> they, like it, it don't really hit the same. It don't really hit the same. But anywho, um, nah, you're absolutely right, Chris. Uh, you you never want to put yourself in a situation to get put on a t-shirt over something like that. But I'm gonna go with Guyton on this one, man, because I'm sorry, but if I get beat up and you trying to help and you getting beat up. Both right. of us, like, all right, he could beat up both of us individually. Can he beat up both of us together? I don't know. <laughs> uh, we got to find out. We got to find out at this point. Because, you know, whooped on him, you know, whooped on me. We got to find out if you can whoop both of us. We got we to gotta test you out at that point because you're embarrassing us. You're embarrassing us as a unit. And now we got to go to the actual games where, again, the Suns embarrass the Nuggets. The Suns, I said last week, Suns in five. I said Suns and five because I knew that team was tired. They was wore out. Jokic was the only player from the Final Four last year who was a significant piece that did not have a bunch of injuries this year. The body just can't do it. It don't matter how young you are, how strong you are, how your body is not going to be good to to do all that off that short of rest. But what do y'all think happened in that series that allowed the Suns to just flat out dominate from start to finish? Um, I just think the difference in that series was honestly Chris Paul. I mean, he had an eleven to one assist to turnover ratio. <clears throat> but I think if you look at the teams that make uh basketball, if you look at things that make basketball, putting the ball in a bucket, defense, ball movement, composure is something that you need in the playoffs. And the Suns have a lot of young pieces that have the skills to score on a basketball floor. But I think a lot of things that was missed with those players is composure. And I think that Chris Paul added, added that element because most of the games weren't close. But if you look at any time the Nuggets made a run or put any kind of pressure on the Suns, unlike most young teams, they didn't fold. They stuck to their game plan. They made their shots. They got to their spots. And when you're when a team is doing that on a consistent basis, unless it's somebody on the other side that's just a transcendent-level basketball player, it's kind of hard to beat that. I feel it. I feel it. Chris, what you thinking, man? I picked the Suns, but I mean, I picked them at seven because I just thought Denver would put up half a fight as 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 what they did. I mean, they went out there and looked like they were just starstruck. The like their fans had to hear that fight back, fight back. <laughs> <laughs> like 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 man, they they they. I, I I don't know, man. That that was a that was one of them butt whoopers where your mama be like. Go get my belt. And you go try to get the little belt. Then she'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. she go upstairs and get the biggest belt she could find. Yeah. That was one Not because she, she got the belt. It get worse because she had yeah, to go. Yeah, she had to go walk. Yeah. That, the, sun, the, the Suns had a close game, game one. It was like, okay, there we go. Hoop it up. Now let me hoop. Now let, 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 let us hoop. Let's hoop. Let's hoop. And they came out and just, ooh, game two. That, game two. They was up by... 30 for majority of the game like I, I know the Nets beat the Bucks like that but it was like the Bucks had uh, certain stretches where they was like maybe they could make a run and then it was like okay never mind but the sun, like it didn't even look like Denver had a chance to win a game none of them games and I mean we know the ending result what 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 ultimately caused the, the big game for debacle but we'll get to that later but to be honest I think the difference was uh, Chris Paul I mean, him being 36, he was the floor general. He controlled the pace. He didn't let Joker get back until a half court. 
because he kept pushing that ball down court. He also made it hard for uh, them to defend because he was that mid range was just gone. When when Chris Paul get that mid range going, it's hard to stop. I don't know why we didn't use that in Houston. We wanted him to shoot threes more. Oh, but he you was know not why gonna... they didn't use the Houston. <laughs> you know why? Yeah, you know why. Yeah, I, I know why, but I'm not gonna say why. But anyway, um, he he was knocking down threes like that for us in the clutch, but. His mid-range is I don't think we've seen a mid-range better than Chris Paul's in the playoffs. Like, honestly. Like DeRozan and Kawhi are up there, but Chris Paul mid-range is dead. Now, now like, wait a minute now. I listen, I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about off the dribble, not the post fade. Now post fade, that's different. That's different. Okay, I was about to say, I know he no longer with us, but there's this bad man named Bean. He he had a mid-range on. <laughs> no, I I know, I know, I know. But I'm talking about he had he had more so at the post, and he had a nasty mid-range as well. I'm talking about just off the dribbles, a, a sidestep, fadeaway mid-range. I don't think we've seen better than Chris Paul in that category. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that this was a combination of things, man. Number one, like y'all said, Chris Paul. Number two, do y'all realize this is the first time in almost, I want to say it was almost three decades that none of the teams who were in the conference finals last year won a single game in the second round. This is the first time in decades this has happened. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a case of that rest. Man. That they retired. They retired. Denver not being able to run. Don't that just sound crazy? Like all of our <laughs> lives, and 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 even before we were born, if you go back to Adrian Dantley days, Denver has always been known. We have high altitude. We're in better shape than everybody else, just because we exist where we exist. We have that advantage over y'all. We've never seen the team run Denver off the court. Never. Not even the Suns with D'Antoni could run Denver off the court. It would be an extremely high score back and forth affair. It wasn't like it was like, oh, word? Yeah, this is going to be a 120 to 90 game. Like That just right. wasn't what it was. But that's what a lot of these games ended up being. So, I mean, that, that played into it as well. And um, also, I mean, Jamal Murray not being there. Denver did not have anybody else that they could go to to get a bucket besides Jokic. And Jokic did his thing. When he was on the court, he balled out. He did what he was supposed to do, but... Uh, MPJ had that one quarter where he was just... Uh. For sure, but but that's the difference between... That's the difference between a superstar and a good player. Remember, when Jokic really was not showing up like that as a scorer against Utah, Jamal Murray said... Y'all don't know which way to go. I'll make it easy. Follow me. And drop, what, 40, 40, 50? Like, that's what, he, that's, that's what you get out of your bona fide superstars. And then not having those guys, you can disguise it for a round or two. You can't disguise it when you're going up against the number one seed. You just, yeah. you can't do that. So, you know, more power to the Nuggets. Good for them. But Suns and fault. Okay, son's whooping <laughs> on him on the court. Son's whooping on him off the court. Now, and now, Jokic getting ejected in Game Four. What does that tell y'all about him? Is this a moment where you look at Jokic and you're like, "All right, the Joker is not ready for superstardom," or is there anything else there that you like? Mm, wait a minute, now this is this is this is, or is it no big deal type of scenario? Um. I don't. I don't think it's a big deal. I think he's a player that's going to get acclimated to it. I just think with the fact that he won MVP in a position that most people expected uh, Denver to be in, even though the Suns was a higher seed, the Suns are still one of those teams from you know from the casual fan or the outside looking in. Denver is expected to win that series. Um, so I think it's just an amalgamation of one. Um, the pressure that's been put on him in Denver this season, and two, frustration. I don't think that the Joker has had to deal with that level of frustration in that scenario yet. And I know, you know, you played against the Lakers last year. The Lakers were expected to win that series, but they still pulled off a few games. In this case, they got outright embarrassed by a team that, honestly, I wouldn't think it was crazy if inside of Jokic's head, he believed that he was better than that team or the Nuggets should have performed better during that series. Pulling out the SAT words, amalgamation. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Chris, what, what does this say about Jokic? Or is this like a no big deal? It's a young guy getting put out his first time and it happens. Oh, uh, for one, if I'm a Nuggets fan, I was slouching in my seat. But if I'm a Nuggets fan, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting up now because that was the first time we've seen some some anger out of Jokic. Right. And, and I'll be first to tell you, let Jamal Murray come back with that ACL tear. Not he 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 half stepping. Let let him come back and he not 
He playing like D Rose when he first started learning how to hoop again. Let him come back. Let him come back like that. I don't know. If we gonna see Joker somewhere tied down too long, especially not in Denver. I mean, he might love it there. He might be that key guy, but when you get angry like that, when you see players get angry like that, they start thinking about I don't have to deal with this, and you don't want no doubt to come into your franchise player. Joker should be there his entire career. They should treat him like royalty. Uh, I mean, from what I'm hearing, there's another European that's having doubts about his franchise, but that's another story for another time. We'll get to that a little later. Uh, but yeah, you were saying? Uh, I mean, I, I just think, I think it's good because Joker shows he cares about the game. He's not taking his light. He wants to win. But at the same time, Joker, I get it was maybe a bogus call, but when you in a closeout game, you don't give no doubt. No, 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 no question. You don't leave it to the refs. I always, when I play sports, I always said we shouldn't leave it to the refs. We should be beating these teams enough where even if the refs give us a bold call, it don't really matter. Right, and right. That's just how I live in sports. You know, I I really do think that this is just a case. I mean, how old is Joker? About what, 26, 25, 26? I don't think that he, even with his age, I don't think that he's old enough in his superstardom to where uh, he has experienced this level of scrutiny, this level of pressure. Because even when even when he has been great in the past, he was never MVP level great, number one. At a consistent level over the entire season, he was never that great. But number two, there was always Jamal Murray there as well. So if you looked at the team performing poorly, I mean, ain't nobody going to make a headline about Monte Morris not showing up. Like That's just not going to happen. You, that's not going to be on the front of the Denver Times or whatever their newspaper is called. I'm, I'm sorry to the Denver newspaper, Denver Gazette. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, Denver Zonia, whatever you call it. That, that He's not going to be on the front of that. So I understand the frustration, but also you got to figure it out. You got to be a grown man and you got to realize like, hey, it's not going great for me. That's OK. I still have to do my job. I still got to get out here and perform. So that's that's just a little bit. Uh, of what I'm thinking on that. But now we go to the rest of the playoffs. We got the Clippers that are currently down 2-1 to the Jazz. They can even up the series tonight. Donovan Mitchell got injured at the end of the last game. Is looking a little shaky. The Nets are in a very similar situation to the Jazz in that they went up 2-0 and then they lose one game. Wait, no, no, no. The the Bucks are 2-2 or? Yeah, they're 2-2. Yeah, okay. So... The Bucs are now 2-2. Kyrie gets hurt, and now KD is out there carrying the team by himself. Lord, you didn't have to do it, but I'm so (laughs) glad that you did. But anyway, uh, KD is the only one of their big three out there left. Uh, Kyrie's out. Harden's out. It's looking tough. So which team are you more worried about going forward? The Clippers, who are down uh, 2-1 at the moment, or the Nets, who are tied at 2-2, but just without two of their centerpieces? Uh, I am actually more worried about um, – I'm more worried about the Nets. Here's the reason why. One, we don't know the health of Donovan Mitchell. If Donovan Mitchell was 100% healthy, the Jazz win that series. But at the same time, um, for some reason, like I want, to, I, I want to slander this team in any way possible. But it seems like the the Clippers this season have some kind of sense of figuring it out. I don't know who's in the helm of that. I'm assuming it's Kawhi because I know it's not Paul George. I know it's not Ty Lue. I know it's not Ty Lue. I know it's not Ty Lue. But that last game showed me that the Clippers have a sense of figuring it out. If they're able to implement that same game plan, even with Mitchell on the floor, it could be a closer series. But if Mitchell was not 100%, I think it's a way that we could see the Clippers win this series. Um, the issue I have with the Nets is if Kyrie and Harden don't come back, the way the Bucks have been playing, I still think the Nets have the tools to win this series. But I think that falls on the mental toughness of Kevin Durant. And that's something that I doubt. You're first of all, first of all, you're anytime that you're betting on mental toughness and Kevin Durant in the same it, 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 that's the issue. You're that's looking at a, that's not an issue. That's the iceberg that's to the Titanic. Like that's a <laughs> that's a whole nother ball game. But more importantly, you think that they can win this series without Harden or Kyrie coming back? 
these last two games have shown that the Bucks' only chance of producing offense is Chris Middleton and Giannis taking every shot. Okay. And if I gotta rely, if I, if I gotta rely on a on a shootout between Kevin Durant and Giannis, I'm probably still voting on Kevin Durant because I don't think Chris Middleton is going to do that every game. I don't have any faith in Chris Middleton to produce offense for that team. You don't trust Drew Holiday to produce offense either over Joe Harris. <laughs> I did, Drew Drew Holiday this playoffs has been it, it, offensively has been inconsistent. Juneteenth is right around the corner. Don't make me grab the mic like this again. <laughs> don't don't disrespect that man like this again. <laughs> Come on, dog. What? Without Kyrie and Harden playing, I still think it's a universe in which the Nets can pull off this series. I, I think it's a universe, but that universe sees something like we are Marshall having to the Bucks. <laughs> okay, maybe that's a little too soon. But if the Bucks are alive and healthy and Giannis is fine, the Bucks are going to win that series if KD, I mean, if uh, Harden and, and Kyrie don't get back. Okay, Chris, who are you more concerned about? T- tell me who are you more concerned about in this in this uh, in these Well, um, Clippers at full strength. I'm um, definitely the fire alarms are exploding, not going off. They're exploding, and all the water sprinkler system is burnt. Barclays is on fire because I'm panicking if I'm a Nets fan. Like for one, number. Let me tell you this: why hamstring injury has been. Uh, hurting players all around the league. Mike Conley out with the Jazz. So the Clippers got a little advantage right there. Um, the Clippers got a little bit more advantage because Mike Conley is their go-to playmaker. And we saw that in the games uh, three and games two, the Jazz really don't pass the ball without Conley in the lineup. Honestly, like they, they assist numbers. I looked at the stats. They barely, barely had double digits assists in game two. They won the game. But they didn't pass the ball much at all without Conley. So that's a plus for the Clippers. Ooh, if I'm a Nets fan, though, man. I just want to point out something first before I get into this. Facts over acts say either KD or, Har- or Kyrie is going to be injured at one point when they need him. We said it. You can go roll the take backs me on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Apple uh, Spotify. You can go re- re-roll the test. We said it. We said it. We said a lot of things on this show that, that don't get don't get enough credit. But anyway, the Nets. It's two. It's two type of players in this world. It's a player that that can go get you fifty, and it's just like a quiet fifty. And then it's players that can get you fifty, and the team plays better. If KD wants to finally take that leap and say, "Listen, I know Brian had it for a while. I know Curry almost took it from Brian, but then Brian took it back. I know y'all was talking about Kawhi, but if KD wants to submit his foot in the legacy, man." This is the time because KD has always been known as a score first player and not really get his team involved. He's just going to get his buckets and then the team wins because he got 50 and the rest of the team did they did they part. This team's not equipped like that. KD's going to have to get his team involved. He's going to have to assist or score on 80 points like, like LeBron James did when he was in the East. He's going to have to do it. And if KD wants people to recognize him and recognize that he can do this by himself without teaming up with players, He's gonna have to do it. He's gonna have to prove it to me. Cause right now, without KD, without Kyrie and Harden, I'm going Bucks. However, I think Harden and Kyrie gonna both rest this next game. They both gonna try to win two straight. And the Gibbs terminology, they gonna they gonna sit and wait as long as they can to the last minute. But I, I, I think I think Harden. I mean, I think Kyrie's done, but I do believe Harden will come back game six. So I'm not writing the Nets completely off. And also, if KD go get 62 games straight. Bye bye Bucks, because the Bucks been the low scoring games we've been seeing this series. If he gets sixty, it's gonna be wraps. Look, as much respect as I have for KD, though, um, he's thirty two years old. If he hasn't been that person that's going to just take his team and will them exactly. to victory, exactly, exactly. Is, exactly. Is, is he going to match thirty two? He, he's he's not the type of player to to put the whole team on his back and make the whole team better. He gonna get make the team better because he gonna go get fifty. And they're going to be competitive because of his 50. But Joe Harris, he's not going to get the open looks because he he's an ISO scorer. You know what I mean? I th- and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to leave it right where it is. In the words of one Sean Carter, you can try to change, but that's just the top layer. Homie, you was who you was when you got, when you got there. <laughs> KD is who he is. KD has never shown the ability to say, Oh, all right. Everybody don't know which way to go. Come on. Come on. 
Get on my back. I'll take you there. Ray Lewis to me is one of the greatest is one of the greatest guys of all time who like, yes, he was a great player, but his legacy is greatly enhanced by like just the fact that he was this supreme leader that did all the things that you could ever imagine a leader doing in a hyper visible way. KD is the exact opposite of that. I have never heard nor even like thought of KD as like he's a leader of men. He's the type of guy that guys want to play with. They want to go behind. They want to say, you know what? If we have KD, we'll be all right. I don't care what's going on. If we got KD, he's going to write the ship. I don't think that he's ever been that guy. Right. When he was in uh, Seattle slash Oklahoma City, Russ was the one who had that personality that's like, hey, okay. We the, Russ wasn't the best player, but he had that personality. He was the best leader of the group. Then from there he goes to uh to the Warriors. When he was with the Warriors, he wasn't that guy. Draymond was the guy. Steph was the guy. He was not the guy that was like, oh, if when he speaks, we shut up. We need to move. Right. He just he's not that. So I'm much more concerned about the Nets, not only because of that, but also the Jazz have been the Jazz getting to the conference finals would be one of the more impressive feats in recent sports or recent basketball history because they've had horrible health this entire postseason. Like literally this entire postseason, they've had a star or two out the entire time and they just keep figuring it out. They just keep finding ways to win games. They just keep. So, I mean, if they can find a way to beat the Clippers, honestly, I don't think that they can do it if D Mitch is not at least 80% for a majority of this series. I don't, I don't think they can do it without Conley and D. Mitch is hobbled. That That is a recipe for the Clippers are going to make their first ever conference finals. Congratulations, y'all. It's a Clipper town. Yay. <laughs> Go ahead and hang the conference finals banner, you losers. But anyway, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I think is going to happen there. So I'm much more concerned about the Nets. <laughs> Excuse me. I, I hate to be living in a three hundred uh thirty five hundred dollar apartment and have to go back home crying uh after watching the Nets get their heads beat in. That would be that would be a very sad time. That just not ideal. Nobody wants to deal with that. But anywho, uh moving on from that, we got the Hawks down two one and uh the 76ers are leading right now. What's the score, fellas? No, they losing. The Hawks are up two right now. Yeah. Oh, the Hawks are up two. The Hawks are up two. So the Hawks are down two one. Currently up two at the moment. Where do you think this series is going? Do you think the Hawks are going to finish the job off tonight? Do you think that they're going to complete the comeback because they were down what fifteen or seventeen at one point in this game? Yeah, yep, double digits. So are they going to finish this off tonight and even the series up, or is seventy sixer size going to wear them down and three one? I, I I don't understand Doc Rivers. Like, if he wants me to, I, I will personally go download the film offline le- uh, legally and, and, and ship it to him. Uh, the Cavs 2016 finals run, when they put Curry in a blender and made him guard everybody from one to five. I will, I will personally go deliver that to Doc Rivers. I will drive to Philly four hours from where I'm at right now and hand him the tape if he wants me to show him how they should be playing Trey Young because Trey Young is, is 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 sitting down on defense almost. They got him standing next to Danny Green. Danny, I could guard Danny Green for ten minutes. I Danny mean, Green don't do nothing. I mean, <laughs> I like Doc, why is Trey Young not getting switched on to NB? Why is Trey Young not getting switched on to Bias? Why is Trey Young not getting switched on to anybody other than Danny Green? Whoever got the ball, go call for the, whoever Trey Young is checking. Call Listen, for the it's one of them Kobe. It's one of them Kobe's. Move, move out the way. Move, move out the way, man. Move, 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 please. Go, go sit down on the bench. Let me get this one on one. I don't get it, Doc. I, I don't know what your thought process is. Even if Doc wins today, I'm nervous for Philly up three one. I, I, I'm biting my nails on game five. Doc is is the uh, losingest coach of all time when up 3-1. He has lost the most series when up 3-1 out of any coach in NBA history. 
listen, bro. I'm ter like when I tell y'all I'm I'm beyond scared if if Doc goes up three one. I think Trey Young might hit seven threes in game five. <laughs> I, I think he might hit seven threes in game five if Doc they Oh my God. I, I I'd rather them lose today and then win the next two. That's how scared I am if Doc gets up three one. Oh my lord. Oh my Josh, what you thinking, man? What's going on? Man, What's going on? I'm, I'm I'm watching this game right now, and I want to just go ahead and say Philly and five, just because Philly got the size, they got a little bit of experience, and they they have the tools with and be healthy. They have the tools to be a championship team, but it's a mix of the two star players, um, over in Philly, which are Embiid and Simmons, mixed with the Doc Rivers. And watching this game, I'm not sure because the Hawks are so well coached that if you apply any amount of pressure to Philly in a close game, they start to fold. And we're watching that right now. The only, Believe it or not, the only person in this situation that I honestly have 100% faith in on Philadelphia is Seth Curry. And that's not the person you should have faith with the ball in their hands if you have a team that's supposed to be winning the playoff series. So right. with that being said, what I'm watching right now, I think the, the uh, Sixers will retool and they'll go ahead and do what needs to be done next game and worry about the conference finals. But Philly and six, I think Atlanta pulls this game away today. But uh, going forward, regardless of who they play in the next round, Philly got to make a change. It doesn't matter if they go to the conference finals this year. They got to make some sort of change because just like we were saying about Kevin Durant in the last segment, some people are not cut like that. And having Doc Rivers as your coach is definitely not about to right the ship if it could be, be you know, right. Uh, however, players. however. Doc, Doc Rivers is that one black coach. They just never, they just give us that one black coach. And <laughs> and, and, and and he is the first seed in the East. So I, they gave Brent Brown five years to figure it out. I think they give Doc Rivers more time to figure it out. More likely than not, they're going to trade some pieces to try to make the team a little bit better. Daryl Murray is a wizard in the trade market. I wouldn't be surprised if he go knocking on Portland door and say, hey, I got a young guy who can't shoot, but he'll be a centerpiece in your franchise named Ben Simmons for Damian Lillard. I'm pretty sure he's going to try. But if I'm Portland, I close the door and say, nice joke, Daryl. But um, I, I do think they're going to shake up the roster if they – if they at this series, is more competitive than what it has to be. Can like, they're literally something? hacking Ben Simmons right now. Hey, I, I was just, just about say to say something? that. It, can I just say something real quick? I have never heard of a hack a point guard before. I, <laughs> this is the first time – I have ever seen this in my life. I have never like you just don't do it. You just, and Ben Simmons puts you at that type of liability. Shout out to Nate McMillan, man. Shout out to Nate because wow, just wow. But um, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. I I honestly think that uh, Philly finds a way in this game. I think they win this series uh, in five. I originally had them winning in six. Or wait, did I have the Hawks winning in six? I can't remember. Anywho. I had this series. You, you, had it, you had it both ways. If, if Embiid was healthy, you had uh, okay. six. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, I mean, Philly winning in six, it makes sense. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be like, whoa, this is craziness. Um, but I I absolutely agree. Something needs to change. Something need, ben Simmons need to get in the lab as far as that shooting goes. I don't care how <laughs> good you are at all the other skills. You at least need to be serviceable enough from the free throw line to where hacking you is not a a a good strategy. To where hacking you is like, okay, wait a minute, we racking up fouls and he hitting that seventy five percent clip. Seventy five percent, I don't think that's that's a ridiculous clip to ask to shoot at. Like, no, you can do that. Listen, do listen, that. listen, listen. And the thing is, we know how good Miss Simmons can be. We know how good he is. I, I don't think Ben Simmons is, like, 100% the problem. I just think the players they got around Ben Simmons, like, you can't have somebody that dominates the paint when you have somebody like Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons has to be surrounded by four guys that can shoot the blood off the ball. So even if you do hack a Simmons him, if he gets the ball across half court and throw it to one of them, they're going to hurt you. They're going to hurt you. Because you usually got to send two guys when you intentional find somebody as quick as Ben Simmons. So – if he had four people out there that could shoot the blood off the ball and not Embiid that shaky at three point line, I honestly don't think you'd be able. I, I mean, Embiid shot forty two percent. I was just about to say Embiid. Yeah, he did, but but that's that's on a low volume though. You got to remember that's a low volume. He don't shoot too many threes again. He is posting so. a lot. I feel right, that. So. I feel that. So I'll, I'll say this, and I I agree with you to some extent there, but I mean I you can't you just can't get by when teams can hack you as a feasible 
strategy? No. If you're a ball primary ball handler. Like with Shaq, you couldn't do Hacker Shaq late in games because guess what? Two shots and they still got the ball. Congratulations, stupid. Like you, you nothing good will come of that. But you also, to- also, also, it's kind of hard to the hat Shaq and stop Shaq from from dunking that basketball. Also, <laughs> at the same time, believe it or not, people just look at the numbers, but a lot of people didn't watch the games. When it came to those late game situations, Shaq didn't miss a lot of free throws. Shaq had a terrible percentage because he was missing all game. When it came to clutch time, Shaq was a decent free throw shooter. At the end of the day, how can you cannot be a strategy if you're a guard? It can't be. It just can't be. That, that's that's just it. But we're going to talk about what had y'all rowdy because you see Chris, he hydrated because <laughs> it, it's going to get physical. Now, listen, this is a PG show, so keep it PG for the people. Now, does Trey Young deserve the green light? I, now, listen, me personally, I think he does. I think he does, but I can hear arguments that he won't. My two co-hosts here very strongly disagree on this point. <laughs> Chris, I'm going to let you open the floor. What's going on? Does Trey bro, Young deserve the green light? Bro, bro, bro. This season is the only season Trey Young shot that bad from three-point percentage. Y'all realize that, right? On right. top of on top of, did y'all see him against the Knicks? The Knicks had no answer for Trey Young. They said every, there was six people, different people assigned to check him in that Knicks series. And Trey Young was stepping on the logo, letting it fly. Letting it fly. I did parlays that whole series. I put over on Trey Young threes that whole series. And he he hit every time. Trey Young, he, he's stepping into that realm where it's like, maybe that trade for Luka wasn't as horrible as we thought. Maybe Trey Young can't be a franchise player. He's stepping into that. And for for people to think he's not the green light, I, I don't know. I don't know how you how you think somebody that can shoot the ball above 45% from the field, above 38% from three, and 90% from the free throw line. He's he's knocking at the door of a 50, 40, 90 club. Literally. Knocking at the door. Yeah. Huh? Now, Josh, you I feel like you feel like he should not have the green light. State your case. Does Trey Young deserve the green light? Yes, he does. He's an exceptional point guard for Atlanta. He's he's leading them in a way that I didn't. I honestly didn't see Trey Young leading the team. He's an exceptional passer. He's a great three point shooter. My issue is I think he shoots way too often from Dame slash Curry range, and I don't think I don't think he deserves that green light. He just put a team out of the playoffs doing it, and he got them game one by doing it in Philly. Okay, but at what volume? That's the hardest shot to shoot in the, the hardest shot to guard in the game because okay. it doesn't happen frequently and it's a quick trigger. And when we see Dame do it, when we see Steph do it, most of the time we're like, yo, this is about to go in. That's not the case with Trey Young. What? When he, when he makes these shots and he puts teams out, it gets highlighted because he made those shots. But I think he missing them at way too high of a clip to have a green light from there. No, way too bro, high of no, a clip. bro. For one, for one, that shot is such a statistically, it's not a good shot. That's a thirty percent, thirty percent chance shot. So if you get anywhere close to making thirty percent of those, that's that's a that's a very high clip for that shot. And Trey Young, I'm pretty sure we pulled the facts and pulled the stats down. Trey Young has made at least six of those in in the last series, and he made at least four of those this series. That's ten of them. That, that to okay. me, is a threat. You got to pick him up as soon as he crossed half court when you start making him at that clip. When you make 10, two, two rounds of the playoffs, you got to pick him up at half. I'm sorry. Ben Simmons is picking him up at the free throw line now. Literally. He's added that as a weapon to his game. Got you. Okay. Okay. I got it up. From that range, which is 30-plus feet, in the playoffs, Trey is shooting 38%. He hasn't pulled any. That's a, that's a good feet. clip. That's a good clip from that that's, range. And if that's we look in that, it, that, that is a good clip. That is a good clip. Hey, hey. If we're looking, regu- we, we looking at the regular season, though, he's shooting 31% from there. Listen, listen. That's still a good clip for but one. If the, if the shot is a 30% average, regardless of who's shooting it, uh, you shooting 31%. Uh, I don't, I don't know, man. Well, with the with the way that with the way that um with the way that the Hawks have been playing this series, I mean this season and the way that Trey Young has been playing, I think it's better shots out there for Trey Young to make his team better. I I understand. I, I'll say this, and here's here's my only argument for I'm like, 
it makes sense. It makes sense to me because the it it stretches the floor in another dimension that people never consider. Like people always consider if you can shoot well from the corners, people have to stay on you in the corners. They can't help as hard on those baseline on when you're driving from either side. Sure. But when you shoot it that far back that well, it creates a difference in your defense because like Chris said, they got to pick you up on the other side of the court free throw line. Like that's, you're creating a difference because if somebody sets a screen on being a half court and you pick doing a pick and roll from half court, it sounds like madness, but Atlanta has done so and done so well. They did it a lot against the Knicks running pick and rolls that were like two feet in front of the logo. And it was like, yeah, this is, this is basketball now. Not only that, not only that, when one player see that shot go in, you see um, Bach on the Hawks, he start doing it. And his start, 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 Shot start dropping. Then he start Gallinari start doing it. So that opens up a ram of possibilities when you see one player start hitting that shot. That is but I, I will say this. I will say this. I do think that that shot is ruining basketball on a yeah, developmental sure. level. I do think that these little kids watching this who are like, oh, yeah, I can shoot from that far. The fact that more of these AAU coaches and like little league coaches are not well, let me not say what they are or not doing, because I don't know. I'm not at AAU practice. I'm not at Little League practice. But there seems to be far too many highlights of 12-year-olds trying to shoot from three feet in front of half court. Young man, your wrist strength is not there. I'm sorry to tell you this. You're, and, and, you're and not going to be there fact, for about five fun, more years. Fun fact, when a player that's um, still growing and stuff, you, you develop a shot from pushing from here versus up here. Right, so that that, that kind of messes your shot up long term. Like you, your your development on how you shoot the ball be, yeah, gets a little affected too. That's that's the age you teach fundamental. You don't even know, you know, what I'm saying what your body is like at that point to be to be trying to perfect the jump shot at that younger age. Yeah, yeah, for H- sure. half half of us, man, you'll go to the gym and lift for 15 minutes to go hoop, and your jumper different because you got more muscle on your body. So that's definitely not that's definitely not the age. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to jump back to the Nuggets for a second. What's next for the Nuggets? Are you trusting that like, hey, you know what? Everything with with uh, with Jamal Murray's knee and Jokic is going to work itself out. We're going to be fine. Or are you like, nah, we got to we got to make some changes. We got to get some new blood in here. What are you thinking? Um, I think that the Nuggets should stay where they are. You didn't have Murray healthy. You had short rest. So I think that team with that chemistry together, you got players like MPJ um, coming more into their own and getting more experience in the league. I think they'll be fine, but I think they need to make sure that they don't break it apart too fast because I think coming into next season, maybe the season after that, uh, looking at a retooled Lakers team and a retooled Golden State, it's going to be kind of hard to beat those two teams if they're focused. So I think if they experience any issues with either one of those teams, because I think I think the tides of the league are changing and I think these younger teams are going to start, you know, winning championship year after year. But I think that that era of LeBron and Steph and that era is not quite over. So I, I don't want the Nuggets to read to, to keep this team together and maybe take a loss next season or the season after the one of those teams and then start to break apart that young core because they can keep that young core together for multiple seasons. And I think they'll be fine. So when you say young core, are you just talking Jokic and uh, Murray, or are you talking Jokic, Murray, MPJ? Jokic, Murray, MPJ. Okay. All right. All right. Gotcha. Uh, so when we – and Chris is having some technical difficulties. He'll be uh, right back with us. But when we, look at the, when we look at the situation with those teams, you talk about a retooled Lakers, retooled Warriors. Are you feeling like next year – pretty much already wrapped up as far as who's going to take it? Um, I, I think it's between one of those two teams. I don't. I, I think that we've seen the best basketball that we're going to see LeBron James play on a right. professional level. But I think that uh, if they can figure I – don't, I don't think LeBron is going to stay in a situation to where um, Anthony Davis is not going to stay healthy. I think he's going to find a way to try to get that together, at least for the time that he's still playing basketball. So I think we see a better season out of AD. I still think that LeBron plays exceptional basketball. I just don't think we see the level of LeBron to where, you know, if this was four years ago, he would have taken, he would have willed that team past Houston, right? I don't think we're going to see that LeBron James anymore, but still giving you 26, eight and eight easily is going to help any basketball team immensely. Um, Having some technical difficulties uh, with the stream, but, We'll be all right. Um, waiting on Chris to come back. 
Um, and then also, I think I we think live in a space. Live in a space. Where... Let's check, check, check. All right, we're good. Also, I think we live in a space to where um, seeing what Steph did last year, seeing Clay come back healthy. Um, I not ex- I, I don't think Draymond goes anywhere, but I think with the the money they got tied up in players, as far as um, uh, money they got tied up in players, as far as you know, like Andrew Wiggins and stuff like that, I think we could see. Golden State make make a major move that could still make them a contender for the next uh, maybe two to three seasons as well. So, I feel that. I feel that. I, my only concern with them is Clay had like back to back severe right. injuries. Right. Like he didn't have like a nagging little this or that. That's like, oh yeah, he kind of kind of took some out of him. Cause when we see Clay on the court again, he's going to be completely different from what we. Yeah, but saw. but. I also think that um I also think that Clay's game is going to be completely different, but I think Clay is going to play how a lot of people thought Clay played, which is um I mean, which still isn't that bad. He's going to be a great catch and shoot player still, and he still has a big body, so he'll be able to play physical defense with smaller guards. So even if Clay is diminished and he's getting you uh 18 points a game on 45 plus percent shooting, I still think that helps the team a lot. On top of, I think the player that they're going to end up getting is going to help them immensely in state of like, like I don't think they're going to go out and be like, hey, let's get this team together, and then they go out and grab um Miller Miller the role player. Like I think it's going to be a superstar that Golden State has the potential to go out and get. So I think whoever they get, uh, you know, with Curry and with Clay's shooting ability, is going to be able to make up for whatever we lose out of Clay. Okay, all right, all right. So uh, when we look at the rest of this year. Who would you say is the team that you see taking it this year? Do you think that the Suns have a legitimate shot at winning it all? Or is this a situation where you're like, the Suns look good now, but mm, when the rubber meets the road. mm." I thought if they were healthy, we we wouldn't even see a team compete with Brooklyn. But obviously they aren't going to be healthy. So I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. Phoenix Suns 2021 NBA champions. (sighs) That's a big statement. That's a big statement. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this, okay? If we have a Utah Philly or a Utah Milwaukee, (laughs) Utah Milwaukee especially, championship, we're going to see the worst ratings that we've seen since 07. I mean, if we're being honest, if you see any variation of these teams outside of Brooklyn, the worst worst ratings ever. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Uh, I, basketball in the NBA, Adam Silver going to call up those refs. Don't y'all ever let LeBron get, get cut out in the first <laughs> round like that again, bro. Why would y'all do that? Why would y'all do that? They did not sh- – bro, what is y'all doing? Why would y'all let Trey Young get put out of the playoffs? But Listen, that little the little lollipop with hair on him can shoot the ball from 33 <laughs> feet away. You got Ben. You got Embiid setting screens for Ben Simmons on the block. Well, Don't I also want to see this. Also, then we live in a space to where this can make a new. Uh, where this can make a new star, right? This mm-hmm. uh, finals can make a new star, and I think that the NBA always had that place for like a smaller market team that was able to um, a, a smaller market team that was able to like weasel their way into like the championship picture, like before. Uh, Tim was over there and they started winning championships. Small, San Antonio was and is a small market team, but they became, you know, mainstream in, in terms of uh, NBA supremacy. So tell me this. Excuse me. A lot of people are counting the Bucks out. A lot of people are talking like the Bucks have no shot. But let's be honest here. With the Nets' health and with this series looking like it's going to be tied 2-2, with the uh, the Sixers and uh, the Hawks, we could very well see a situation where the Bucks end up in the finals. Very do much you so. Think, do you think that in having a Drew Holiday to check up on Chris Paul, in having a Giannis who, let's be honest, there are very few teams that have anything for Giannis. Right. People talk about Giannis has no bag, and they show the highlight of him dribbling against Blake Griffin. That's cool and all, but that's one play out of a 48-minute game, okay? You six foot 11 and can stride the whole court with four steps. Like I don't care what kind of bag you got. He'll be all right. So when we look at that, is this a moment where, where Giannis can become 
a new face of the league type of guy, a new, you know, we, he's already won an MVP. He's already a superstar. Can he step into face of the league territory here? Because a lot of people are giving Luca a, a nod in that competition already as if, you know, he just is chopped liver. So I already, think? already think that Giannis is, um, I already think that Giannis is considered a uh, face of the league. Right. But at the same time, I think it's kind of hard to, um, I think it's kind of hard to uh, market that current team in Milwaukee, and I don't see it changing soon. Like if, if you look at if you look at faces of the league, if you look at uh, LeBron's, I mean, you, could, you don't really have to make a case for LeBron because it was LeBron. But if you look at you know dominant teams in the league or teams that you could market, it was always like that one or two star. So even if uh, Giannis is a face of the league, it's kind of hard to bring in casual fans and be like, we got Giannis, but also while you're here to build up the cash to get a league, check out Chris Middleton and check out Brooke Lopez. Like, I, f- I feel like that's kind of hard to, to... I think Drew Holiday is one of those guys just because of his story and everything that his wife went through with the brain situation. I think he may be one of those guys that I'm not saying, hey, he's a I guy feel like the train has passed on that, but Drew Holiday is 31 years old. Like, we've seen the best basketball that Drew Holiday is going to play in the NBA. I feel that. I feel that. You know, this is that really puts that that does put it in perspective. It's 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 a harder situation uh to build there. But I mean really even with people bringing Luca in as he's gonna be the next face. Who's his second in command? Like Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean like what are you uh, I think that whoever the next face of of the NBA is they're going to have a real rough time because you never want to be the guy who follows the guy. You know? I, but I think that's a little bit of a case um, that could work out in Luca's favor because regardless of how well Luca plays or how good his team is, you can always market, uh, you know, underdog kind of does he belong here kind of situation with, with, with Luka Doncic. And that's just that's just a benefit that comes with honestly, we don't really bring race to the show, but that's one of the benefits, honestly, of being one of the like, you know, few exceptional white players in the league. Yeah. Like Dirk yeah. never had that second star, but you could always market Dirk as like 2011. That championship was like one the, the biggest deal because how big of an underdog Dirk was. You can't really do that in Giannis's case because at the end of the day, you know, how much you want to try to bring him out to be a sweetheart of the league. Giannis is still six foot eleven, uh, one of the most athletic freaks that we've ever seen in the game. Yeah, and you know, I, I think I think that when we talk about face of the league and all that, another thing that we really don't talk about much, but we probably should, who you have to follow. Right. Who you have to follow is important. And we are literally coming off of, and people don't realize this, Jordan directly to Kobe. There was an overlap between the yep. two. Kobe directly to Brown. There was an overlap between the two. Right. Who's next? Who's next? Because whoever is next, you realize you're following three of arguably the top five, at worst, three of the top. 10 best players ever. Right. Ever. So like what you the shoes that you have to feel because all three of those guys they transcended they transcended sports. All three of those guys have moments completely unrelated to sports where you're like, "Oh, this is a big deal." If whether you're talking Space Jam and the the craze that was Jordans. Jordans were one of the most expensive basketball shoes ever when they hit the market. Right. And yet everybody and their mama still had to have a pair. The Be Like Mike Gatorade commercials. Yeah. You talk about LeBron. Some of his commercials. The the uh the LeBron James commercials where you had the where you had the um uh 12 different versions of LeBron James all doing random stuff. You talk about Kobe, Kobe jumping over the car. Um, I mean, you 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 had so many Kobe with the uh the the commercial with Kanye West. Are you a different animal, but the same beast? Like right. you, you've got a lot of moments with all those guys where you're like, even off the court, they're primetime TV. Can you see any of the current guys being that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I could see if I could say that with a straight face. Yeah, I could see Luca being primetime TV outside of hosting Saturday Night Live. I can see Luca doing that because I can't. Right. I can't see Joker doing that. Even Devin Booker can't see it. Again, kid, is it because of June? 
Is it because of Juneteenth that you picked Luca and, and Joker first? I mean, I mean, those aren't the two. Awkward. I mean, listen, it, even <laughs> even if you league. even if so so you name a star that like right now you like okay they're in the next generation that you can see hosting SNL. Maybe I Donovan mean, Mitchell. I, I mean, Maybe. I mean, I mean, I mean, how how far how young are you talking? Because I mean. Draymond Green has become a people person in the media. Like Draymond know, is going to be the face of the league, dog. Draymond, <laughs> no, no, no. You got to hop back off the call if he's going to come I, back. I, and I, stay I'm up. talking. No, I'm talking about. I'm talking. I thought you was just talking about like. See, I, I I was off the call, but I'm talking about. I thought you was just talking about like somebody that take that next step where they they faces everywhere. Or no, or, yeah, because we were we were talking about. I was talking about originally it started off with uh, is this a moment where Giannis can step into that role because uh, I was talking about how to face the league transition from Jordan to Kobe to Bron, and there was overlap with all three. When you saw, you know, there was overlap with all three, and Kobe had a, a rap album that somehow actually charted. Like, that was a thing that happened. Like, you know what I mean? Shaq, another guy, had a rap album that charted. Uh, well, doing the, yeah, doing rap the, album. Shaq got, like, three platinum albums, bro. <laughs> platinum, platinum albums. And wait a minute, wait a minute. We're not, men. We're genies. Like, everybody remembers because of that, bro. Like, well, that. you got to remember, uh, Gibbs, a lot of these players coming into the league now rapid. You got Anthony Edwards, who, who said he working on music all offseason and his gang. You got you got a lot of players that's, like, coming to the league and trying to use that to branch off. Miles Bridges, for example, he's somebody that's rapping on his off days. I mean, your cousin, seven mile Dre, Andre Drummond, he was, he was <laughs> R&B singing at 6'11". At 300 pounds. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of players in the league today that, that have multi, multi-talents. And and for the next step, somebody like Trey Young, maybe. Somebody that got a personality, likable, the whole thing. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, him. wait a minute. Blanco, get out of here. Blanco, get out of here. If Kawhi drop an album, it's going to sound like Pootie Tang when he was being <laughs> silent on the track and it was going crazy. You knock that off right now, young man. You I, knock I, that nonsense off right now. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I, I can see somebody that got a big fan base like a Trey Young who the whole city of Atlanta like Amigos supporting them, stuff like that. He'd be on the stage with the Amigos if Atlanta ever win anything and yeah. stuff like that. You know, that type of stuff, so. I mean, I, I really it's 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 really hard for me to imagine any of these guys as the next like superstar to transcend sports. It's really hard. I don't like am am I am I alone in that? Like, am I wrong for saying that? That like it's hard to imagine any of these guys because honestly, no, that's the where only I'm at. um uh, it's the only because it needs that per it needs to be that perfect amalgamation of either skill or athleticism. You look at it, Jordan had both. Kobe had the skill to be that face of the league. LeBron had that athleticism that eventually turned into skill to be that face of the league. And I think that um, it's so many talented players in the league now that one is none that really separates themselves from the other as far as like a basketball skill set goes. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I think the only person that has that cachet to kind of be placed in that spot is Zion. But I think Zion is in that unique position to where one personality-wise, Zion is just like, I'm about to go, you know, score a 25, a quiet 25, and I'm chilling. And then also, it, it's, um, he, he's in a, a market in New Orleans, so where, like, even <clears throat> Jordan being in Chicago, the league was in a place to where it was only Boston and L.A., so Jordan was able to merge the Bulls to that third big market team. Kobe right. was in L.A. LeBron, even though he was in Cleveland, it was that feel good story of the kid from Akron and that yeah. got a lot of Home eyes time. on. Yeah. Right. So I, I think in this case, Zion is the only person that you could like kind of propel towards that. But I, I honestly don't think we've seen that player yet. Um, Actually, 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 Donovan Mitchell got a dunk contest, man. He got a, he, his team is first place. He he got a big fan base coming. Uh, How many years Donovan Wade, Mitchell been in the league? stuff. I, I, I was just about to say this is this is really hurting Donovan Mitchell case more than anything because Donovan Mitchell has had enough time to where he should Don, be. Donovan Mitchell twenty four. If it would if it was going to happen, it would have started to happen already. Yeah, he he should. No, he but it, but you got to remember he did no 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 he did three years of college, bro. So he ain't coming to lead till twenty one. Yeah, it, if you don't know about that, you knew in Jordan first season 
You knew before LeBron got to the league, you knew by the time Kobe's second season that they was going to be the face of the league. Yeah, yeah. I think we, too much time has passed for Donovan Mitchell to take that next step. LeBron was playing that St. Vincent, St. Mary's, and they were like, yeah, you let's get him a shoe. Let's was, get that guy also, do we Do we show this Pistons-Pacers game on ESPN or we show LeBron? And we were sitting there watching 17-year-olds who <laughs> play Oak Hill, bro. We was watching that man play I, Oak Hill every but, year but, as but kids. You, Y'all got to remember, too, as well, um, that you're trained nowadays to be a lot more humble. Back then, the trash talk was ridiculous. Like, if you go have a conversation with Kobe or Jordan and, like, ask them what kind of stuff they used to say in a locker room and they would tell you, they would be they, – they, the stories would be horrific. Like, the trash talk and all that was glorified back then. They wanted you to do that. So, I mean, the personality is a lot different. I think when it comes to being the face of the league, it's a combination of things that go beyond basketball. Right. I think you need to you need to be great on the court, first of all. But like, so Tim Duncan is a great example. Was Tim Duncan ever the face of the league? No, and he had a, a perfect career. And everybody can agree he's the greatest power forward of all time. I don't think Easily. there's any argument that like, oh, there's a better power forward. He's the greatest of all time. He was never the face of the league. Like, that's right. just the reality of it. And I think that we're moving towards an area where, like, we're going to have a lot of t- different little Tim Duncans because, like, Devin Booker, his personality is not likable enough. He's not marketable. Enough. He's just not. He's just, like, you hate him, but he's not good enough to where it's like, you love to hate him, but you know he's going to win anyway. Now, it's like, oh, I'm rooting against Devin Booker. He's probably going to lose. I'm all right with that. Y'all are going to call me crazy um, because I think this person, because I, I think alongside LeBron, I think Steph could be the face of the league, but I think when it's all said and done, I think, Steph and LeBron are kind of going to be out of the NBA at the same time. I think you could give, you know, maybe LeBron three years, Steph maybe just based off of shooting ability at the most, maybe like five years. And I mm-hmm. think they'll be out at the same time. But I think based on his age, I think the bridge, once we found that player, could have, could have honestly been Kawhi Leonard. No, and and, and it, no. look, and, and, and hear me out, hear me out. The, the win, the championship win he had in Toronto – and plus, like how awkward how awkward he was, like during that whole victory and a parade and the memes that started the birth from that. I think from a record from a, a a recognition standpoint, just like just like being recognizable. And then he signed with the Clippers, and they had all of those new King of LA commercials. I think if the Clippers actually produced some wins, I think they could have somehow marketed like that quiet, weird Kawhi. I, I, I just Facebook. thought of it. I just thought of it. We we all missed over this name. Lamelo Ball, that's gonna be your next face. He has the fandom. I don't. So I, don't I, I was, I was thinking of that, and I didn't, I didn't. I don't want to say this because I still live in the state of North Carolina, so I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. But there's things to be said here that, like, I, I mean, know, like, like what I'm saying is, I don't yes, know if you could do that out of Charlotte. Trash. I don't know if you his could team do that gonna out of be trash. His team no, gonna be trash. All right, I, I, th- but, I think you could. The only thing that I think works in his favor is his ascension is perfectly timed. Because that's another part that goes into being a face of the league. That's why I said there's a lot of factors that transcend basketball in this thing. That's another part of being a face of the league. You need to have not only the the personality and all that, you got to have the timing right too. Because if your timing is just way a little off, you're not going to get it. LaMelo is coming in, and and Blanco, I do agree that it is a little early to give – uh, to give this to LaMelo. But I think that he's just coming in at the perfect time. His The height of his powers is going to see a league where Kawhi's gone, where um, where Bron's gone, where Steph's gone, where Draymond's gone, where everybody that you think of as box office TV right now, they're gone. He's going to be in the perfect spot. Even with Anthony Edwards, it's like, yeah, he's like, he's straight up and down Atlanta. You can tell. From everything about the man. Like, yeah, he this is yeah. he not like, oh, he from Love Joy. No, he's Atlanta for real. But with that being said, it's like, even with him, he's entertaining, but like he's like a cringy type of like, all right, this is a little embarrassing, bro. Knock it off. Type of entertaining. So no, no, so so here's the issue with LaMelo. I think LaMelo does have that potential to be the face of the league. Um, and even come out of coming out of Charlotte. Just based on like their branding and their colors and their logo, I think to the casual fans, I think that Charlotte has like a cool enough looking team aesthetic 
in order for them to push like jersey sales or whatever they need to do for LaMelo to be submitted as that face of the league. I think if you look at faces of the league, it honestly comes down to LaMelo doesn't have that style of play of when a casual person tunes in, like LaMelo is going to have 15, 15, and 11. But that's not appealing because when you want to push your face of the league, I think they will want people to tune in and see a 40-point game. Right. And throughout his career, I don't know how many times we're going to see that out of LaMelo. I think that's the one thing that's holding him back is he's not a player that's about to go out there and get you, you know, 50 buckets in the game. I mean, well, I, I, mean, I don't disagree. Don't also, disagree. A, a lot of it a lot of it determines on this championship as well because LeBron and Steph been in the championship for the last decade. One of them have been. Yeah. And the finals. Whoever wins this, they start they start the history books as, as fresh. You know what I mean? Like... They right. become the new team to beat, and the eyes, all eyes on them. They're gonna get the most televised games next season, stuff like that. So, but do they though? Like, let's say the Clippers no. win it all this year. Let's say the Clippers find a way. They, the, the Clippers will be on TV a lot more than they were this how year. How many televised games do we see? I mean, Kawhi left, but how many televised games do we see out of the Raptors? A lot more when they won the, the title. The Pistons made eight straight conference finals. How many times did you see the Pistons on on primetime television? When we was kids. Well, the Pistons was not on ESPN at all. Well. The Pistons won a championship in 04 in that next season. The Lakers well, still that was had before, more games. You got to remember. That, still that had was, more games. Cleveland still that, had more games. That that was way before all this new TV deal money. Now they have to put games on every night. You know what I mean? Back then, it would be times where it wasn't even an NBA game except the game that was in your hometown available. Like back then. So now, yeah, now they got TNT money, ESPN money, and NBA TV. They keep that. that that's always going to be there. And they got uh, ABC on, on, on board with the ABC ESPN as well. So, so all those t- TV companies, they're going to they push games. So, Chris, we, we're about to get out of here. But tell us what you think. Uh, we, this, we were talking about this when you cut out. Tell us how you see the rest of this playoffs playing out beyond what we got so far. Um... Man, with Brooklyn being down and the Sixers playing like crap to a team that they should sweep, I'm going to have to say Milwaukee and Chris Paul make his finals uh, first finals appearance because I just don't see a world where Rudy Gobert has to play on the perimeter a little bit to, to, to be more effective on defense against that Suns team. And I'm going to go Bucks. I, I can't put my favorite Chris Paul being a Rockets fan. That hammy just that hammy just don't sit right with me. I'm sorry. That hamstring just don't sit right with me. Hey, hey, listen. I We already talked about this. The Milwaukee-Utah Finals. <laughs> Ooh, Adam Silver going to call up some folks. Hey, don't you ever disrespect me like that again, bro. Don't you ever disrespect me like that again. You make sure that we don't get that in the final number. But anywho, I know y'all tired of us talking playoffs, talking face of the league, talking way too early, LaMelo ball talk. But come on back the next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah,